Hello, everyone. This is When You'll See the Sales. I am your host, Yesenia. Welcome to the show. This is a special midweek episode, episode six, The God Sister. This entire episode is dedicated to my absolute love of the mafia. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. My biggest fantasy has always been to experience the mob wife lifestyle. And man, did God bless me with quite the experience. But before I really get into it, I want to make myself quite clear when I say this is all fantasy. I'm here to tell y'all a story. Once upon a time, not long ago, I met a notable actor named Chaz Palmonteri. I call him Chazzy. Most people call him Chaz. For those of you who don't know who Chazzy is, he's an American actor, screenwriter, producer, and playwright. He is best known for his Academy Award nominated role for Best Supporting Actor in Bullets Over Broadway, which he wrote and starred in. And then from that came the 1993 film, A Bronx Tale, based on that very play. He's also known for roles such as Special Agent Dave Kujan in The Usual Suspects, Primo in Analyze This, and his reoccurring role most recently as Shorty in Modern Family, And if you have ever seen A Night at the Roxbury, he's the club owner that keeps asking, hey, did you grab my ass? Chazzy was born on May 15th, 1952 in the Bronx borough of New York City. The son of Rose, a homemaker, and Lorenzo Palminteri, a bus driver. He was raised in the Belmont neighborhood of the Bronx. Palminteri is of Sicilian origin His grandparents married in 1908 and immigrated to the U.S. in 1910 from Memphis in the province of a small province called Agrigento in Sicily. He struggled to become an actor, splitting his time between acting in off-Broadway plays and moonlighting as a bouncer alongside Dolph Lundgren. His big break came in 1988 with the premiere of his autobiographical one-man show, A Bronx Tale, which he wrote after being fired from a club for refusing entry. So let me give you the history behind my infatuation with the mob. There I was, a 13-year-old innocent young girl. I had just come home from school one day, and me, living in the bubble that I did, I had never seen a true nitty-gritty mob movie. God bless my parents for private school and an amazing education, but on this day, on this glorious day, I will never forget. I looked up at my parents' movie collection and I see this trilogy, this movie called The Godfather. I remember climbing up this movie library to get it. We had a ton of VHS tapes growing up. And another shout out to my parents for having a large variety of film growing up. It definitely is what shaped my childhood. Anyways, 
So I pop in this movie and boom, I'm shook. Life changed forever. Michael, oh, Michael, good son turned godfather. Literal dream. Do you want to know the even crazier part for me? After watching it, I thought, what a brilliant story someone had written. And I wanted to know how they could come up with such a fictional story. To my utter shock, I had found out that in fact the mafia was real. That there is a deep-rooted, long history of the mafia. And then I read about the five families and how they infiltrated America through legitimate business while doing a ton of crazy-ass shit. Crazy! Crazy shit. I was hooked. How? How? And so commenced my love for Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, James Caan, John Cazale, Robert Duvall, De Niro, and Andy Garcia. The love and appreciation was endless. Shout out to Francis Ford Coppola. That man literally changed my life. Okay, pause. The only thing that sucked for me was once you experience the literal best la creme de la creme of mob film on the planet, hardly nothing compares. I mean, nothing did nor does. There are many great films about the history of the five families coming over from Italy, but nothing is true to the root culture and history like the Godfather of them coming over. And that's what makes the Godfather so incredibly good. There is so much power and depth depicted in it. Ugh, so now comes my infatuation with the mafia. My high school sweetheart got me a Scarface Al Pacino book bag. It honestly was, to date, one of the coolest gifts I've ever received. You'd open it and there was all these famous scenes of Al Pacino in it from Scarface. So there I was, little sweet, innocent Yesenia. Truly learning a new zest for life as a young teenager, I have been into the fantasy behind what that is even like. Let me once again pause. It always will be just a fantasy. First off, I don't condone violence. I've never even been in a fight, let alone anything further. So let's not get that straight. I'm a nerd. I'm a square. I'm proud of that. But... God blessed me once with the closest experience with mob that I've ever come to know. Cue in Chaz Palminteri. There I was on a dark San Francisco city night. I was out with friends at a club. I'm next to the DJ booth when all of a sudden I see a man from across the room wearing a black fedora and sunglasses at a nightclub table. <clears throat> Tell me why I instantly recognized him. Of course I fucking did. So I asked my friend, does that person look familiar? He said, no, like, no. <laughs> so without even telling my friend who I assumed it was, I walked near him just to see and dead ass. I was like, oh, that has to be him. The way his legs were crossed, his outfit, which he was wearing dress pants and a nice shirt. He just screamed mob and his hands, his hands were just like a mobster would be sitting with them in a triangle. I don't know how you best would describe it, but imagine it looked like he was praying and his hands were right under his chin. It was everything. So as I walked past him, 
He asked me to join him for a drink. Soon as he opened his mouth, hearing his voice, I was fully reassured. It's extremely distinct, his voice. So he told me he was waiting for a friend. So, um, yeah, I sit down. He was completely respectful, still kept his sunglasses on, but would look down slightly peeking through his sunglasses. We were both sitting side by side and at somewhat of a distance, but we were both facing forward. So picture that we start to talk about life and my mouth just spews everything I love about life, except for film or anything mob related, because I'm much younger than him. First off, I didn't want him to know I absolutely knew it was him. So I didn't. He proceeds to talk about him visiting San Francisco for work. He was going to the theater with his buddies and that they were meeting him there for a drink prior to. Um, yeah, his friends never showed. Who were his friends? Were they really coming? I'll never know. I was kind of being rude to my friends, but they were all at a table nearby. So who knows what they were even thinking? I was in a trance, not gonna lie. So then he proceeded to talk about the biz. What biz? I don't know. He was so vague. It could have been any field, but the way he talked, the patience, the pauses, the mystery of it all, the accent, that Italian New York accent. My God, it was just all so alluring. He told me he's married and that he didn't want to give me the wrong impression. And so immediately, because I'm extremely respectful of relationships and marriage, I would never cross any disrespectful boundaries out of respect for her and him. I just was so curious what a man like him is like genuinely, especially because aside from my mob fixation, I'm just so incredibly impressed as an entrepreneur, first and foremost, by his story. You see, Chaz wrote a story based on his life, which then became a Bronx tale. And when he first started shopping it around for a company to pick it up to produce, he actually withheld. He waited and waited and rejected offer after offer, which in Hollywood is almost unheard of because it's hard to get a deal, no matter who you are. But he had specific requirements for this film. He had to be in it and he wanted more than one million for the script alone. I forget how long he had waited, but the patience paid off and he sold it and has many rights to it still. It was a brilliant business deal. He had already been performing it on Broadway. And then when the movie came out, Bobby De Niro played the role of his father. He ended up playing an awesome side character, true to his real life story. So there I was repeatedly telling God, thank you. Thank you so much. Because I had always wanted to experience something close to this. And being who I am, how many situations could I really, you know, ever find myself in where it would be something like this? One in a million. And this was that. And there are certain details I will leave out because what do I look like not following code in the hour long conversation we had? What code? God, watch a mob movie if you don't already know. But just know, just know, God knows it was everything I imagined and the love I have for the mob thickened, if that's even possible. I actually learned a lot that night in regards to wisdom. It was like talking to a wise, smart aleck uncle. 
He was blunt, no filter, definitely that New York Italian culture. It was once again a tale of my life within serendipity and the belief that life is what we happen to it and not just what happens to us. I'm an insanely big dreamer, as you all know by now, and that night to this day gives me chills. It was yet another reminder that manifesting experiences in life are possible. Now, I didn't manifest Chaz, but the experience was so incredibly random and it hit a part of me I needed at that time. The part of me to dream a little extra and not to give up my love of writing. A reminder that anything, anything is possible. So what have I learned since I was 13? The American Mafia, commonly referred to in North America as the Italian American Mafia, the Mafia or the Mob, is a highly organized Italian-American criminal society and criminal organization. The organization is often referred to by its members as Cosa Nostra and by the American government as La Cosa Nostra and was founded in 1869. Can you believe that? We're in 2021. This started back in 1869 by notable record, okay? A mafia is a type of organization, an organized crime syndicate whose primary activities are protection racketeering and speaking on racketeering. There's this documentary I watched on Netflix about when it became legal to prosecute groups of people under racketeering, which is also known as RICO. What is a RICO charge? Passed in 1970, the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act, RICO, is a federal law designed to combat organized crime in the U.S. It allows prosecution and civil penalties penalties for racketeering activity performed as part of an ongoing criminal enterprise. Under the law, racketeering consists of a pattern of activity that involves some sort of enterprise as opposed to crimes committed by single individuals. Some examples are murder, kidnapping, drug trafficking, bribery, arson, gambling, money laundering, obstruction of justice, just to name a few. Further activities in the mob included arbitrating disputes between criminals, and brokering and enforcing illegal agreements and transactions. The term mafia derives from the original mafia, the Sicilian mob. The mafia and the needs of modern organized crime started in the mid-19th century in Italy and its island state of Sicily. The mafia remains there today a virtually unbeatable if diminished foe for Italian law enforcement and society. And in 2007, when Italian police arrested Salvatore Lopicolo, the suspected head of the Sicilian mafia, they also found a list of 10 commandments that served as a guide for the behavior of mafia members. Number one, no one can present himself directly to another of our friends, there must be a third person to do it. Number two, never look at the wives of friends. Number three, never be seen with the cops. Number four, don't go to pubs and clubs. Number five, 
always being available for Cosa Nostra is a duty, even if your wife's about to give birth. Number six, appointments must absolutely be respected. Number seven, wives must be treated with respect. Number eight, when asked for any information, the answer must be the truth. Number nine, money cannot be appropriated if it belongs to others or to other families. Number 10, people who can't be part of Cosa Nostra, anyone who has a close relative in the police, anyone with a two-timing relative in the family, or anyone who behaves badly and doesn't hold to moral values. The mafia continues to make millions and millions of dollars from not only traditional mob rackets, but new and innovative schemes. There have been numerous reports of the mob's demise over the last decade or so, but families in and outside of New York remain. Some word. Some would say Al Capone is the biggest mob boss ever and also the most feared of all time. One of his nicknames was Scarface, and Capone dominated Chicago. Another notable figure, Carlo Gambino, who led the number one family in the country for close to 30 years and died in his bed. They say the smartest criminal, by definition, is the one who never gets caught. My last words are these. The mob is real. My fantasy is a reality. But I will always have just this strange fascination on a world I honestly would never take part in. It's just not a reality I would ever want for my own life. The reality of it all is truly extremely dark. The violence, you see. But watching it played out throughout film, and whenever I watch The Godfather, that fantasy becomes enough of a reality in one lifetime for me. This is Sueño Si Deseos, over and out.